This is Jason Martinez from Flyers Daily, and you're listening to the Flyered Up Podcast. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Florida Podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Grassi, along with my partner, Chris Mayer. As always, we are live streaming on the Painted Lines, TTV Sports and Flyers Fan Mania 93. And for people who cannot join the live stream, you're late or whatever, because I know we're recording right this, what is it, like 9 o'clock at night or something like that? It so exactly if, 10.02. Yeah. So if you can't join this at the time, if you're in bed or anything like that, it's always going to be on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts at... So, a lot of podcasts late Sunday night, the day before game one of the Stanley Cup final between the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow, I just getting to this point, I, I definitely know a lot of people's brackets are definitely broken. It, it definitely feels like 2019 all over again, where literally no first place team made it past the first round of the playoffs that year. <laughs> and then, you know, Tampa Bay getting upset by Columbus, everything, all of that. Montreal upsetting Toronto. I bet no one had Montreal move past the first round. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm the schmuck that said uh, Toronto was going to win the cup, so I feel bad about that. <laughs> yeah, I had them. I had them or Vegas. If you could remember, if you remember, since you know I am fantastic at predictions. If you didn't know, I mean, I mean aren't we all? Aren't yeah, we all? I mean, it's it's, it's yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness. Um, it's uh, it's weird. It's two teams from the Atlantic Division, yeah, in a normal year, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, definitely weird. I mean, it, it also could have been a year that you saw Boston and Montreal in the final, or Toronto and Boston in the final, if you Ooh, put it that way. That's that's terrible. I mean, that would have been fantastic for ratings <laughs> for the oh, NHL. Oh yeah, I mean, it would have. Uh, uh, yeah. And in, in, in speaking in speaking of ratings too, the the one thing that's honestly be, like even before we get into all this, like a little bit of a minor rant on this, mm-hmm. the the thing that NBC is doing with the like it feels like they're not even promoting anything with the playoffs, like especially in the semifinals. Like if they're just what they're putting semifinal games on USA, who who the fuck is going to watch hockey on USA? It's like it's literally that. I mean, it was great for me because when I was in Florida, I didn't have the sports network, so that those like free games that were I mean, on USA. I, I was mean, like, fuck for, it, I'll watch for you, game. Yeah, for you for specifically, me. yeah. For, for but the like schmuck in Florida, yes. Yeah, for for your average Joe, like no one's gonna like. Oh, I'll put on what channels do you hockey? Uh, they're not gonna go and find USA to find a hockey game. It's mm-hmm. it, that's what's gonna be more thankfully beneficial about ESPN and TNT, Turner Sports, all that for next year because it just feels right now it's just feeling like NBC is giving up on the NHL because it just feels like they just don't care, man. Like you're putting games on USA. Come on. The the average Joe is not going to put on USA for a goddamn hockey game. I'm going to tell you that right then and there. Like I can understand though, they're putting the Olympic trial. Like I understand the Olympics during a month. They're like around like the end of July, beginning of August. So I can understand you're going to broadcast those things too, but Come on. It's it's literally the semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like they need to be put on TV. 
they just need to be. And I, no, I, 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 I hope these finals kind of don't like they're definitely in Canada. No, the ratings are going to bolster up because it's a Canadian team in the finals, but hopefully just be just, hopefully it's not like a poorly rated uh, finals in the U S I just, I just hope because this is definitely going to be a very fun matchup indeed, because you got Tampa Bay lightning second year in a row in the Stanley cup finals, Stanley cup champions last year, looking to repeat and Montreal just going through their entire story this season. Just no one expected them to beat the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They were down three to one in that series. Everyone counted them out immediately. They won that series coming down from three to one. No one expected them to beat Winnipeg. They swept Winnipeg. No one expected them to beat Vegas. And they shut down the top two lines of the Vegas Golden Knights. Mark Stone had no points. Marsha Show had no points. Like that entire patch ready had one goal that series. Carlson didn't really have that much. Montreal shut them down. And they and Carey Price. Honestly, this could also be a thing too. Because w- would you agree with this, Chris? Because regardless who wins the cup, do you think Carey Price is going to win the con Smythe regardless just because of what he has done for Montreal on this run? Could be like that J.S. Seguer. Yeah. That, that's what or Hackstall, um, what he did for the Flyers. De- yeah. I guess it depends on what happens in the final, would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that definitely added to it. I mean, Jaguar was fantastic in that final too so i don't know it's a great point um it could the thing that i the thing is, is i don't necessarily like what is that voted on is that media is that the, i think the media? i think i think it's the uh press that votes on the uh con smythe i think it's that i don't think it has any fan implications i don't think it has any player implications i think that is strictly media based the con smythe trophy if i'm not mistaken yeah that's i could be, I I could be wrong thinking. on that but that's what I was thinking too, um, but I don't know. I mean, I think for the most part. Let me think about this, because I kind of have a feeling that I feel like the NHL has wanted to do it. Where even though that's happened, they've wanted to continue it to be the winning team. team yeah. gets the constant. So I'm not sure if that's what they're going to continue continue to do since I can't speak. Uh, (laughs) But I have no idea if I'm being honest with you. I would love to see it. I think it would be awesome. I think it would help a lot of the people that don't necessarily think Price is a good goaltender anymore. I think he's clearly shown he's still probably the best goal in the world. Yeah, yeah, he has. Um, He's been flat out fantastic. And like this – Finals is going to be the best probably goaltending matchup you'll ever see in a while. Vasilevsky versus Carey Price, the two mm-hmm. basically the two top goaltenders in the NHL, two top goaltenders in the world. Vasilevsky running with the new generation of goaltenders, and Carey Price with the older generation of goaltenders, two of the best of their generation at this point. It's going to be a fan like, but going with Tampa Bay, like just talking about what they've been through last year. They won the cup, probably one of the hardest cups to win in the bubble beat the Dallas Stars, and they finally got over their hump and they finally won a cup. And now, basically, this roster. And honestly, too, this could, because I was listening to uh, Hunter Brody and Kevin Durso doing their open ice hits, and Durso brought up a nice point about Tampa Bay, talking about, honestly, with this roster that Tampa Bay has put together right now, this could be possibly the last chance that they have with some of these groups of guys, because if you look at Tampa Bay right now, they're what's 14 million over the cap 18 and 
14, 18 million over the cap, they're definitely going to have to shed a good chunk of salary going into next year to get under that cap threshold. Yeah. So there's there's going to be some good, maybe some good names lost. You never know for Tampa Bay. That's why I always brought it up on a flyer standpoint. Tampa Bay might be a nice team to negotiate with just to get some guys on this team because they're yeah. definitely going to have to shed a lot of salary. I'm so not sure this if could... they're, I'm not sure if they're going to want to lose certain guys, but I know there aren't many Lightning fans that. I guess you could say I think there's probably some guys they'd probably go away from. I think I know Tyler Johnson's one that doesn't seem like he's necessarily loved by Lightning fans. Um, I I can't see them really getting rid of anybody else. Uh, maybe Pat Maroon if that doesn't work out, but that's a cheap contract. I feel like they're going to have to lose someone on the blue line. I feel like a guy like McDonough could be an option that they lose. I, I just, I, it's like, it's like, I'm not sure if like that's the obvious thing. I just had that gut feeling that he might be one of those guys that is they're forced to get rid of because you know, they're not going to lose headman. That's like their top defenseman. They're not going to try to get rid of him. He's or staying late for the rest of his life. Yeah. Sergejev, they just signed him last year after the final. So right. they're not going to want to lose him. That's why I think a guy like McDonough could be a guy they lose. Honestly, if you look, maybe a guy like Palat, maybe that they lose him on the forward court. You know, Tyler, like you said, Tyler Johnson, his $5 million cap hit. They're, they've been trying to move him for so long. They even like, what, didn't they put him on waivers at one point to see if some team would pick him up and no one picked him up? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're good. But, yeah, this might be the last chance with this, like, full-fledged core that they have to win a cup together and – like, yeah, it's going to be their best chance. And hopefully let's – and the way – like what this team has been through over so many years, like ever since Steve Eisman was the co- the founder of like the builder of this team, getting guys like Stamkos, Hedman, Kucherov, getting Braden Point, that absolute steal, and, and just building this entire roster together. But then going through their speed bumps along the way, losing in the finals to Chicago, getting beat by Pittsburgh in the conference finals, not making the playoffs one year because of injuries, losing to the – Capitals in the conference finals getting embarrassed by Columbus getting swept when you had your best season well tied the best season in NHL history and then you bounce back that next year you win the cup in probably the probably one of the hardest fashion possible John Cooper he was getting written off as is this guy the right coach for this team to win a cup mm-hmm. was Tampa Bay going to do something serious with the roster but hey they came back they won a cup and they're in the second best possible position to win another cup a second mm-hmm. year in a row and that's what, and that's why I stress not to panic and not to uh, get upset when one season goes wrong because we look at all these teams that have won cups recently and you can go through probably the last 10 years of every cup winner and you could sit there and you pick out all of the years of the misery they had before the penguins of make, you know having all these deep runs um, not quite getting it done missing the playoffs sometimes then they went back to back the Capitals for how many fucking years uh, were the, the Caps that good? Uh, obviously, you just mentioned Tampa Bay. Um, the Kings, they were two teams. I mean, Chicago was terrible beforehand, total rebuild and yeah, everything. They, they were bad in the 2000s. Right. They were really bad in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Um, you know, it makes me think, like, I really don't know how to take this final because now I've been watching a lot of this stuff with just the way that the Habs have been playing and the way that they shut down Vegas at times and how good Price is. If they do that against Tampa Bay, I don't think Tampa is 
I mean, it's one thing if they like it's it's one thing if Vegas can score goals, but if like if Tampa can score goals, it's like you know what I mean. So I I don't know how that's gonna play out for Montreal if they're able to continue that. I would not be surprised if they win game one or game two, if they win both of those. Um, but then again, they got they you know pretty much got their tires pumped in game one of that 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 was the only the only game of that series they did not look like 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 they had no business winning that game and game three, the game where Flurry messed up. I want to get your opinion on this. Do you think that was a stupid decision by Vegas to take out Flurry and put Leonard in? After one mistake, after how good he's played, I get it. It's the playoffs. That's that's also the thing because Flurry over his career, even like going back to Pittsburgh, when you get into his head, it's hard for him to find his place back. Because remember, remember the 2012 playoffs against the Flyers, he was flat out terrible that series. He was letting in bad goal. I, I know the goaltending on both sides that series was terrible, but. Flurry was just on another level of bad. Right. Like he like even like honestly, if you go through Flurry's entire Pittsburgh career and then look at his numbers with Vegas, his numbers in Vegas flat out destroy what he did in Pittsburgh. He's a 10 times better goaltender. Like he, like it does feel like he gets better with age, but like he's like a 10 times better goaltender than he was in Pittsburgh and he put up good numbers with Pittsburgh. Like I think this is is this the first year that he's a Vezina nominee in his career? Because he's never won a Vesna before. I, I'm not even sure if he's ever been a finalist for a Vesna. I think I this is the think so. I think this is the first time in his career that he's been a finalist. I could have sworn the 1415. Um let me look. I think it was 14. Give me one second. Let me find this. Yeah, the only awards in here are the three cups and the Jennings Trophy. Yeah. Um, but I know the one year, 14. Yeah, 14 15. He had nine shutouts with the Penguins. Or sorry, wait. I'm sorry. 10 shutouts. He was 34 20 and 9. 2 3 2 totals against average and 9 20 save percentage. That's one of the best years he ever had. Um, was Another he a Vesna finalist that year? I'm trying to figure that out right now. Because it honestly, it honestly should say that in like hockey reference. It'll say like what place they finished in Vesna voting. And that's something that price. usually pops up. It, uh, oh, yeah. Pri- I, I forgot. Yeah, Price won that year because he won the Hart and the Vesna at the same time. It was Dubnik and Rene. Oh. I forgot about Dubnik. He was nominated for a Vesna once. That's mm-hmm. one of those oddballers. Dubnik was really good, yeah. Oh yeah, when he got traded to Minnesota, and he was just flat out unstoppable for them. I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, just I wouldn't say I disagree with it for say, just because Laner came in the next night, he won the game for them. He played very good. Honestly, I would have argued maybe you keep Laner in there for for the next game, game five, because Laner played so good. But I can understand going back to Flurry because Flurry just played fantastic for you the entire season, and he was one of the, one of the main reasons you're up to this point in the first place. So I understand I understand both sides of the argument. You either you ride the goaltender that just won you your last game, or you ride the goaltender that's mainly the reason you got to that point in the first place. So it's pick and choose at that point. In the end, I guess it just I know Lander did play game six for them. He did, he played fantastic too. It was just my, Vegas just can't score. 
yeah. Vegas's t- top two lines just could not score for at all. Like like Mark Stone was shut down. Like Marsha Show was shut down. Carlson was shut down. Patch Reddy only got one goal. Like Montreal did a fantastic job of shutting those guys down. And just for looking at Montreal too, like just the contributions that they're getting from all throughout the lineup, their defense, Shea Weber ever since. Like I know like going back to the Weber PK Subban trade, I know there were a lot of people that were saying, oh, the Nashville wins this trade automatically. You're getting PK Subban and then Montreal is getting a Shea Weber that might be closer towards the back end of his career. He's getting injured a lot. He might not be that major of help for Montreal, but then right. Look at how the tides turned PK Subban been moved to the devils. Hasn't really been good for the devils. He, you started to see his decline a little bit and Shea Weber. Yeah. There've been instances where he's been injured, but look at the veteran leader. Like he's not definitely not the, I would say top 10 defenseman, top five defenseman that he was like a couple of years ago when he was on Nashville, but he's definitely that, that leadership that he's bringing to uh, this entire team. It's, it's one of the best he's been, he's been a great leader for that team. And just look, still looking at the contributions from throughout the line at the veteran leadership guys like Corey Perry, that a lot of people write off for his age and say that he's in a decline. He was in, he's going back to back now cup finals. Yeah. He's in the finals last year with Dallas. And then look at guys like Eric Stahl, who traded out of Buffalo, went to Montreal, and then there you go. A great veteran leadership. And also, I say the perfect leadership possible for Montreal. Eric Gustafson <laughs> traded from the Philadelphia Flyers. And he, he's not an everyday defenseman. He's playing, I think, nine minutes. and he, he wasn't a mainstay when he was traded there. He barely got any dice time when he got traded to Montreal, but during the playoffs, I think he's playing like around like nine, 10 minutes a game, but he's been on their top power play unit and he's been fine for them. Yeah. He's had some hiccups along the way, but what do you expect it to Eric Gustafson? And I, if I don't like Eric Gustafson, <laughs> but still, and just looking at the, the young players on this team that have developed into what they are, Nick Suzuki developing Like I wouldn't say a superstar. Traded from Vegas too. Yeah, traded from Vegas for Pacioretty, and Suzuki is developing into a great two-way player. He is fantastic. Philippe Deneau, one of the best two-way players in the game, probably a very underrated two-way player in the game. And then guys like Kaka Niemi, he's he's been a clutch playoff performer for them. I just still laugh at how they actually were like close to not playing Caulfield and Kaka Niemi. Yes, and how good they've been. Yeah, speaking of Caulfield, how stupid, like. It's just, oh my god! It's, yeah, it's, it's I, 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 I don't understand that decision by Montreal. Like, we don't want to play the younger guys. Like, what? What? Why? Because it's, Caulfield has been amazing for them. I, I he didn't he didn't score his first goal until the Vegas series, but ever since then, it's been oof, he can't miss the net, and he's been making fantastic play after fantastic play, making me jealous, jealous. And I know, I know, like a lot of Flyers fans, every time they see Caulfield scored, is oh, why did we drop? Like I do that too because one, jealousy, and two, I like chaos. So, and also jealousy. I think three, four, and five, six, and up points of those should be jealousy because I am very jealous. And like, no, it's nowhere knock on Cam York. I love Cam York, but I'm just, I'm jealous. I'm just very jealous. That's basically what it is. But yeah, what what is probably will be jealous in a couple of years. <laughs> But yeah, just what Caulfield has been providing for them, it's been flat out amazing. And 
it's funny too. They already have a nickname. For, it's like the barstool nickname for him. Goal call. Goal JJ, call JJ Watt is like his biggest fan right now, which is hilarious. Yeah. From watching him at Wisconsin. Yeah. So yeah, Montreal has just been and their defense. Like a lot of their guys on the defensive core have been very, very underrated too. And they're shutting, they're, they're shutting like, some they're top like teams down too. And when Gus is in their lineup, Oh God, <laughs> Jamie Baskow keeps reminding me and everybody else on Twitter that, which is hilarious. <laughs> I see it all the time. I'm like, God, just. I don't, th- I don't think Eric. Gus, I don't think Gustafson is the reason. <laughs> Gustafson is terrible. No, I, I mean, I know he does it as a joke, but that's just such a shame. Uh, man. But yeah, just going like if going back to Tampa Bay too, and like the the run they've had to get here, like they've been through some tough series. That first series against the Florida Panthers, flat out amazing. It was amazing. It was fun to watch and even more. Carolina, second round, great matchup. They outmatched Carolina. Carolina, I think they struggled to score against Carolina a little bit, but they they beat them. They beat them. And then going up against the, the Islanders series, man, that was fun to watch too. And just that, that's game, the way game six ended, man, with that McDonough spinorama, that save by, I think it was Pollock or Pellick. And oh, on the goal line, man. That was game. That was game six. That was <laughs> yeah, because the I think no, the Islanders no, were down. It game four. No, that was game six. That was game six. <laughs> was it? Yeah. No wait. No 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 no. Was it? Chris It was no game six was the Pavilion overtime goal. That was the yeah, Pavilion overtime. It was goal. game four. Because, well, it happened in that series. It did, yes, I, yes. It, it happened in that series. That, that that's the fact. It happened. <laughs> but like seeing Nassau Coliseum, but now that was the last game Game Six ever played in Nassau, and they'll be moving over to their new arena. But just all three series, Tampa Bay has had to gone through very tough rides, and they managed to get over them. Game Seven against the Islanders, it was a one nothing win. And it's funny too, Vasilevsky in game clinching games. Or series clinching games. I think he has a shutout streak. I think going back to either the conference finals last year or the Stanley Cup final last year, he has a shutout. And if you're if you're going into a clinching game against Tampa Bay, you probably aren't going to score a goal because that's how good Vasilevsky has been in game clinching game clinchers. He's been very good, very very good, and that's what honestly makes this series so tough to predict. It does because do you go with the Montreal side because of their Cinderella story and just the way they're playing as a team and Carey Price? Or do you go with the Tampa Bay Lightning? Back-to-back years in the Stanley Cup final. They won it last year. And why not just pick them to go back-to-back? They have a as great as, That's honestly, at this point, you could. And yeah, definitely we're going to be giving our predictions, even though we're probably going to jinx either team we pick. Because that's just the luck of here, especially Chris. He's probably going to jinx anyone who picks because that's just the luck of his predictions at this point in his stage of his career. <laughs> yeah, Amadeo, you know. I, I mean, it's just unluckiness. It is. It's just plain unluck. Like it all it all started when you picked the Flyers to beat Pittsburgh and they lost, what was it, like seven at nothing or something like that? Um, yeah, so one of the games I predicted the Flyers would win, I think they lost like 7-3 or something like that. <laughs> I should just give up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, need to stop watching hockey. I should. I should just start watching like like golf or maybe cricket. I don't know. 
cricket cricket that's that is a sport right there cricket oh yeah fantastic i you're, you're probably better at picking it i think I'll, people to win the gold medal at the summer olympics this year possibly i think yeah. the easy, i think the easiest bet you probably can make is usa basketball winning that might be probably the easiest pick in the world or you could, i think also the safest pick as well is that uh you could bet on the phillies blowing a lead in the ninth inning, oh, every second game. yeah, it's just that's, that's probably that's probably the easiest bet you could place on that the past week. How about Wheeler today, though? I didn't watch the game, but I saw Wheeler's stats in the yes. I, like uh, I saw that second inning and then turned it off, thinking they went or sorry, top of the or, yeah, top of the third inning. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to the game on Wednesday uh, against the Marlins, so that'll be fun. It's supposed to be 97 I, degrees. I should have a ball. I pray for your health and I pray for your sanity. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Because um, one because I, of the heat, and two because the Phillies will probably drive you crazy. Yeah, probably. Well, you know, I'm going to be going with my girlfriend and her family, so I'm excited. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. But oh god, <laughs> yeah, just... the camera, are you making yourself bigger. No, I was I was clicking something wrong, and I clicked <laughs> the wrong thing. I was trying. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm busting your balls. <laughs> so, to yeah, do, do you want to save the predictions for the last, or do you want to get them to the now, or do you want to talk about some other stuff? Because we also have some other news. I, let's save the predictions for last because why not? No comment. Why, yeah, no comment. <laughs> so, let's get away from the Stanley Cup finals for a little bit. Let's move on to some NHL news. Past couple of days ago, Seattle, the Kraken. They hired their new head coach, and it was a very unsurprising pick. No one expected. Everyone was expecting. Well, Gallant, well, Gallant was at the Rangers. No one, everyone after that, you were saying, okay, maybe it'll be Rick Tockett. No, Dave fucking Hackstall. <laughs> Out of all, no. the, all the coaches, Dave no. Hackstall. It's um, that man blows. <laughs> And it's, it's, it's funny it's too. Such, when did, it is such when, a, the, when the fuck did this guy get a goatee? I, he looks so weird with it. I don't I didn't expect it. I, um, I see freaking I see Seattle's freaking graph that they did video, and I see Dave Hackstall. When the hell did he get that? You know, it's to me, it's surprising, but in all honesty, like you know, I've been I've been kind of chewing on it for a couple days. And part of me doesn't necessarily think it's that bad because here's why, like that guy was last an NHL head coach four years ago. He's had to have learned shit, right? I mean, there's no way he, he doesn't go with all that skill in Toronto. And then from learning from his mistakes in Philly and everything, when he came here, he was straight out of college. Like that guy, it, it was like this, it, he did things that you would do in college. Like, Overplaying defenseman, overusing fourth line or shit like that that you could get away with then, but in the, in the best league in the world you can't. But but I will say, in his last game as head coach of the Flyers, scratched Oscar Lindblom for Yuri Laterra. I will say that. But but um, <laughs> it's also Dave fucking Hackstall. So, there you go. Is, I mean, I don't this know. Is, this is also the guy that 
in today's sports world where analytics are becoming more of a useful topic, right. this is the guy that also said advanced stats are bullshit. <laughs> so, and also well, Chris, I mean, Ter- Chris Terry also, Chris Terry also posted a tweet about this that's saying uh, Seattle's advanced analytics are going to be so terrible. <laughs> Don't Probably. expect anything about that. You know, I'm not, I mean, I mean like it, advanced, I, I, advanced the, one analytics. Will, I, the one thing I will say is this though. What does this change anything for the flyers? Like, because now you have to think to yourself, like to me, again, we said this from the beginning and I, I mean, I know I have, and I know you, you've agreed. They have had, they need to go into Seattle, the expansion with whatever list of who they're protecting is their list. You take what you have here and that's that, and we're moving on. And then they're getting everything that they have to do is going to be done past July 21st. So what does that leave Seattle? Like, I think you have to look at two things. You have to look at how they mold their team. Obviously, the other thing would be how, you know, who the Flyers protect, because that still isn't necessarily 100% because we have no idea. Um, do we know when that comes out by any chance? Is it like the I, day I of? Think, the day I think it's before? like it might be the day of. It might be a day or two before the expansion draft. I think it's usually a couple days before. I think last time with Seattle, it was a couple of days before. But to go on that point... It's like, I think it's a yes and no question to how it might affect the Flyers. Because, yeah, Haxtell might have some insight on the Flyers, maybe who to pick because he's familiar with a lot of the players on the roster because he coached them mm-hmm. not not that long ago. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe he I mean, a lot of the roster is this. different, but some of those guys that they had brewing up in, you know, Lehigh Valley at the time or with the, with the team now and stuff. So, Or even you know. the guys that... They're most likely going to expose, like, you got Gossesberry, you got JVR, most yeah. likely, you got Vorchek, most maybe, likely, yeah, Hag. Vorchek. Hag. So, may, so maybe he does, maybe N-A-K. entice Ron Francis. Maybe he does entice Ron Francis in Seattle to maybe pick someone, but then also maybe. at the end, of it is Ron Francis's decision on what he wants to do with the team and how he wants to build it. Right. So, that's the thing, because I think if they, if they go with like a Vegas mold, I think Robert Hag's a perfect fit. But then again, you're getting lower into the into the lineup of the teams. I will honestly, I would be crushed if Robert Hay gets selected. I'll be like, because you know what? It's only because the Hag and the third joke can't be used anymore. That's That's the only. And honestly, them picking Hay kind of ruins our entire off season because how are you going to move salary now? now? I because sorry, it's one point eight. No, I'm talking about because you got to shed salaries in order to make a lot of these moves that they're going to make. That doesn't mean they can't get rid of cap still. You can make trades. I know too, but it's, you still it's, have the whole draft to get rid of. They still have, dude. They still got the, that whole draft. They got that pick. I'm still just because you have to worry about because if you are desperately trying to look to move a guy like a JVR or Voracek, it's going to be impossible to trade those contracts, especially in a flat cap world. That's why I'm so... That's why everyone's... that bad, though. It's the 8.5, though. To try to get Jake. I don't think... I, I think JVR will be the same. If JVR... I swear to God, if JVR was at $6 million fucking dollars instead of seven, he would have been gone already. He would have been gone already. The extra million is like... Because eh. yeah, he's like, that, age, and you're like eh, I don't that's, know. That's why I think people are not going to want to trade for those contracts. Yeah, dude. Because, 
that's why I'm like praying to God, hoping that Seattle takes one of those two guys. Honestly, t- honestly, even Ghost, because Ghost that's four point five off the cap. You can work with that. Shit. You can't. You really can't. You really can't work with them taking a guy like Nicholas Albi Kubel or taking a guy like a Robert Haig or Justin Braun, because that it sheds a million around a million off your cap, but not that much. It's gonna be difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone, everyone and their mother is hoping that they take one of these two well, guys. Do they have like twelve million in cap space because of all the shit that they've done? Like all those like. I think that was just for the regular season. I'm not sure if that worked into the off season or not because Cap Friendly still has them just like banking around. I think around a million in cap. Their projected cap space is 13 million right now. Oh, really? Yeah. It also has 37 of 50 contracts on here because they have the UFAs and RFAs, so they're all taken off at the moment. True. So, and those guys are Carson Torinsky, Nolan Patrick, Samuel Warren, Travis Sandheim. Sam, Sam, uh, Elliot, or, or Travis Sanheim, Lion, yeah, and that's it. Um, so that so might Sanheim also be factoring, that might also be factoring to those guys not being signed. That cap space, yeah, that, yeah, that's what it is. It's 37 of 50 contracts or that are on here. They, they, they had like 48 of 50, like 49 at one point. Um, and that was, was that after they signed? Jackson Cates, I think, around that. Could have been. Um, but, like, they have all their picks for this year. They have all of their own picks in rounds one through four, six, and seven, and then they have Vegas's fifth. They did. And they traded uh, – uh, what did they get the Vegas pick from? I honestly could not tell you that. <laughs> I think I know. I think if you go on cap friendly, it'll tell you how they got the pick or something like that. If you like hover over it, I think that's might be uh, how it was the raffle trade. That pick was Ew. Vegas's. That fifth was Vegas's fifth. Oh, Washington. Okay. Yeah, that was probably the Stevenson trade. But they been. got that. That's probably what that was. Unless it was like you take a fifth, we and you know we'll give you a fifth if you take Schmidt or something. Yeah, but that's probably not what it was. I'm also wondering too. What was the wasn't wasn't um Gustafson's move? It was wasn't a seventh. A, wasn't it a conditional seventh though? Like what were the condi- I thought it was a conditional seventh. That's a great question. Is it like he has to play like a certain amount of games, or is it like something that Montreal has to resign him or yeah, something like? It's like if the Canadians win the cup, it's becoming first. <laughs> I would love that if that was the possibility, but I highly doubt it. If if that's like Mark Bergman, like okay, it's you be smart and you be probably smart because okay, you just you your team just won the cup, so okay, this first round pick is probably useless to your factor. But wait, the the seventh that was last year they had the seventh the Canadians, right? I think so. I know there there was like so many years in a row where the Flyers would like consistently swap seventh. Well, they had the Flyers fifth. For this year, and that's from the Nate Thompson trade when they flyers yeah. got Thompson last year at the deadline. Yep. Um, I know there's a conditional seventh in there somewhere for Eric Gustafson. I'm not yeah, sure if there it was. Is. It's okay. the Flyers one, but it's not letting me click on it. Yeah, maybe you could probably just look up the trade too. That might probably be probably that would probably be smart. Let's but see. I'm uh, trying Eric to figure out what the condition Gust- is on it. Eric Gustafson trade Montreal Canadiens trade. Oh. Okay. Okay. Let's see the uh, trade. 
But Whereas no, I've had this computer for so long, and I still have barely idea how to, any idea how to use it. It was just it's, oh, it's in twenty twenty two. Ah, there you go. Oh, it's it's not even a, it's just a seventh round pick, no conditions or ever. It's it was a seventh round pick for next year, and they retain fifty percent of the salary. Ah, uh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> That's the Augustuson trade for you. There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hmm. So honestly bring up a funny point here so if you're going by flyers logic and people that leave the philadelphia flyers organization go on to win stanley cups so jeff carter mike richards did simone gagne did Braden shen did luke shen did technically in uh, tampa bay coburn coburn and um do you think hackstall's gonna wake up with seattle in the first couple of years before the Flyers do. The amount of urge I have to hit leave studio, studio at this moment. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe you just asked me that. <laughs> I mean, you're going off Flyers logic because that would, that would describe Flyers. Uh, a person, a coach that was royally hated here, and rightfully so, honestly, but he goes on and wins the cup with an expansion team. That would honestly be a major kick in the balls. What a, if that? What a kick in the in the teeth to Vegas too. If they were to win too. the cup in their first year, that that would probably that oh would probably. Oh my suck. god! Because of Vegas, they've been how many? Would their if this is their fourth fifth year? They've been to the conference finals three out of those. Yeah, four and they years. make it. I love I love how their fans make it like it's so dreadful to watch them. Oh it's, oh, poor us! You've been to the conference finals. Good Three for you, times. Vegas. Have you ever been a Philadelphia sports fan? Like, it's painful. Was it three times? At, or no, was it twice or three times? They've been twice. to the conference finals three out of their four years, and the Stanley Cup finals was one of those years. Wait, no, they were not. Are you shitting me? 17, the first 18, year, this past 17, year, 17 18, they went to the conference finals. The next year, they lost in the first round to San Jose. The bubble year, which was 19 20, they lost Dallas. in the conference finals to Dallas. And then this oh, year, they lost the conference finals to, to Montreal. The last time the well, Flyers t- at the conference finals was 2010. Yeah. Oh my God. And oh, yeah, people, yeah, you can go cry me a river. People in Vegas think you're deprived, huh? Welcome to Philadelphia. Oh my God. Welcome to Philadelphia, they, where all of our franchises been, suck. I think we might have the like legitimately the worst MLB franchise. I think we have the worst four set of sports franchises in history. No, Detroit. That, that that's that I know. That's Besides the Red Wings, that's 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 just terrible. I wouldn't I wouldn't say the pist like the Pistons in like the early two thousands. They were a really good team. The Tigers in the two thousands, the early two thousands. That's, that's like the same as Philly. It's like the Phillies are the worst. Good, the, the Phillies good. are the worst sports team in history of sports. Probably they have over a thousand. I think it's over a thousand losses. Ten thousand losses. I think. I think it's over ten thousand losses, something like that. They it, it's bad. It's it's bad. I think What's they're like the first team loss record. Because surprisingly, the Flyers' win loss record all time isn't that bad because they've been it's a good not. playoff team. But they've just only won two cups. They've made the they've made it. They've been in the league forty six years. They made the playoffs. They've been in the league over fifty years. I'm so stupid. <laughs> I mean, I meant 50, cup drought. I'm the, sorry. I, the, I said the, the cup drought year, but I meant the, the, 50, 
the she's 50th got anniversary of 2017. Yeah, I'm now. You know what? I'm I'm having a night, my friend. Um, <laughs> well, also credit to your. It's also 20 of 11. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's uh, you know, uh, f you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you know what? Now I gotta look at the Phillies one loss record because I can't even get this out of my head. Like in total, because you're just aggravating me now. They have um okay, it's nine thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight wins to eleven thousand oh, seventy-one a, losses. Oh, there were eleven thousand. Man, I give mm. them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and Charlie Manuel won seven hundred and eighty of those games. Yes, because Charlie Manuel was our best manager in the history of the franchise. Yeah. They're just because terrible. he was the manager of the probably the most successful stint in Philly's history. I know we're getting way off topic, mm-hmm. but you know what? I, I don't care. <laughs> they, so, they had some unbelievable years, though, for a while. They did. They did. In the 80s, they, yeah, they were a good playoff team in the 80s. Then they eventually died down. They went to the World Series in 93. Then they went on a gigantic playoff drought between 94 and 06. It was probably a very, it was a very long and dreadful de- drought. That was 12-year-plus. They've made one, two, three, four, five, six. They seven, haven't made it that many times. Eight, no, it's very little. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 times yep. since. Where did I start at? <laughs> like 1951? Just, just bottom line on that summary. 50? Bad. And they made the World Series Bad. that year, and they got swept in Bad. 1950. And the next year they made it was 1976. <laughs> and then they won those – they or got in those three years in a row, 76 mm-hmm. to 78. 80, they won the World Series in six against Kansas City. And then they lost the next year in the Divisional Series. Then they lost in the yeah. World Series in 83 to, to Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. Lost in the World Series in 93 to yep. – To Toronto on that walk-off home run. Yeah, Carter. Vividly remember it, even though five years in a row they won the the division. Yeah, and they should have won at least three World Series in those five years. They should have won two World Series, but I mean, at this point, the way the franchise, I'll take fucking one. I would take one. (laughs) I mean, dude, all they need, all they need, is a fucking bullpen. They they have the offensive talent to put up seven, eight a fucking night. Mm-hmm. And they still blow games. Like, it's nothing. It's like you have one game where the pitching I don't know what to tell you, man. And then the bats go fucking silent. And then you have the next game where they're putting up, as I just said, 7, 8, 9, 10. Put up, what, 17 against Cincinnati? And then yes. the pitching – and they're, and the, yeah, and then the pitching is all over the place. It's like, yes. oh, yes. my God. Yes. They blow – like, okay. Why is – Nara is still the closer. Like, why haven't they switched that? I don't know, and I don't care. Because the right. Phillies just don't entice me to watch them. I, 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 I don't want, I, like, I don't get pumped. To, I'm going to go watch the Phillies. No, I don't. I mean, I, I can't, I can't. It, it, it sucks, too, because they're the only Philadelphia sport playing. That's what sucks. That's, that's the bad thing. Yeah, and then, like, and, and when, when, but that's the thing. It's like when the Phillies win, everybody's happy. You know what I mean? Because they suck. Honestly, honestly, I'm not even happy when they win because I know at bottom, and they're not a good team. 
I, 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 I just can't because you have you'll have Phillies now. When the fall rolls around, you'll have the Eagles, and you know that season's going to be so bad. We have no expectations for them. The Flyers, we, I, honestly, coin flip at this point. History will tell you over this past decade they'll make the playoffs because you know they miss make miss make. But you never know. And the Sixers, by God, hopefully they get Ben Simmons off this goddamn team. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say from there. But I think it's time for, without further ado, to get into our predictions. So, Chris, Ooh, go, I'm, go, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> Woohoo. So, get right into it. I want you to give your prediction on who's going to win the Stanley Cup. Is it going to be Montreal? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be Vegas? You mean Tampa? Yes. You said Montreal or Vegas. Okay. Yes. Yes, I know um, what I said. Gonna, I think I'm going to go with Vegas. You're going to go I with have no chance of being wrong. <laughs> okay, but if, okay, but 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 actually, actuality, Montreal or Tampa Bay? I think Tampa Bay wins in six games. You think Tampa Bay is going yes. to win in six if games? If they can score on price, they win. Okay. And that is Chris's prediction, folks. He's going with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who are you going with? So, oh, I can, already, I can already tell by your shirt. <laughs> mm. I, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as we join this podcast, I look at him. I say, do you have a fucking Canadian shirt on? <laughs> I wanted to grab him through my computer and just punch him and then throw him back. <laughs> like those things at Disney, there's like, because we also have a couple of comments here saying uh, John saying Tampa Bay Lightning is going to win the cup. And he also threw a point in there earlier saying the Leafs might not even make the playoffs next year, which I, I don't believe. <laughs> so, yeah, without I, yeah, I think it's kind of obvious from where I'm going with this for my prediction for the Stanley Cup final. But I am going with the good old Montreal Canadiens. In how many games? Hmm. <laughs> That's tough. Elibu. That's what I'm going with. Elibu. I'm not saying, no, not sweep. No, no way in hell. Habs in the sweep? Why not? No. <laughs> that's probably, that'll probably be like, that'll probably be like. Sweep? When was the last sweep in the cup final? The, the uh, Caps? Or no, the no. Um, when the Red Wings swept the Capitals? Could have been. I honestly don't remember. 98? Did the Red Wings sweep the Hurricanes, though? Did they sweep yes. the Hurricanes or did they? Yes, they okay, did. So it, it yes, might have been did. that final. So two. It might have been, it, yeah, it might have been that final. Because 03 was in seven, four was in seven. Seven. Five, there was six. none. Six was six in was five. Six was in seven. Seven. That was in seven. was in five. Eight was in six. Nine was in seven. Ten was in six. Eleven was seven. Twelve yeah, was in six. There hasn't been a sweep in a while, and I don't think there's going to be a sweep anytime the only soon. The one that was five was was um. I don't think there's been a five in a recently history. No, they, five, no the Capitals. Five was no, the Kings too. The Kings as well. They beat the Rangers in five. They did, yeah. And the Caps beat. And, and also, and also the Capitals. Yeah, they lost the first game. They won four straight. Yep. So. In terms of games for Montreal, I think regardless, this series goes six or seven. I, I don't see any team winning this in five or a sweep. I just don't. Both of these teams are too good to lose in the four or five games, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm going six or I'm going six or seven, and I'm going to Montreal Canadiens just because 
everything for them has gone right. And I think this is the Cinderella story that actually ends with the, the with the perfect ending for them. And also, it'll be nice too because Canada finally gets their first cup since '93. I mean, it's been overdue for Canada at this point. Yeah, I, I know. I know, Chris, because you you despise Montreal, so I I, I know. But I'm it's hopping the on the only I'm, Canadian team I don't like like that. Like I'm I'm hopping on the bandwagon. I love the way Montreal plays. I love their mix of group of guys. I love Carey Price. I I think I just think with the way they're playing, I think it's their ear. I just think the T-shirt too. Look, explanation. I had a fifty dollars gift card that I needed to use, so I went, "Hey, let me look through these final four teams." I had a nice Cam York Flyers T-shirt. I'm not buying a Cam York Flyers T-shirt. Why not? uh, No, not not right now. I I love Cam York, but I'm not going to buy his T-shirt right now. (laughs) But I looked for these final four teams T-shirt that I wanted. Vegas. I already have two shirts because I've been to Vegas twice, so no, thank you. Then. And out of all three, the final three teams, Tampa Bay, Islanders, and Montreal, this Montreal shirt was the favorite one that I saw out of all three teams. So that's why I picked it. And it wasted the rest of my gift card, so I'm happy with that. I needed to get rid of it <laughs> before it expired. So I still don't forgive you, but... <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> I, my hate towards Montreal was out of pure jealousy. So throw the jealousy in the trash. And I'm hopping on the bandwagon because I love the way this team plays. I'm, I'm just, I don't care who wins the cup. I just want Montreal to win it just because to see their Cinderella story end. I want to see Carey Price win a cup. And I want to see the cup return to Canada. I just think it's overdue. I hate both teams, so I really don't care who wins. It's it's weird I, because I, I, see, I see it's weird because I see everyone saying, I don't want Tampa Bay. I don't want Tampa Bay to win this cup. I, like, why does anyone hate Tampa Bay? They're like the least hateful team in the league. It's just because they won the cup last year and no one wants to see a repeat. Why would I want to see them go back to back? I like seeing teams go back to back because it's a rare it's a rare odd. I know Pittsburgh did it a couple of years ago, but still it's I th- I still think it's a rare occasion that it's gonna barely happen again after this. It is. It's just I don't I want to see different faces win the cup, not the same team when they're you know, eighteen million dollars over the cap. I mean, hey, like, it, it's like yeah, it's I get not, it, it's a rule, but and I'm not gonna bitch about it being a rule, but like, it's kind of it's kind of fucking stupid. I, I hey, don't understand the, why it's the, a rule in the first place. It's not even a rule; it's a loophole in the in the in the CBA, right? <laughs> that they're that they're abusing, and hey, that right. that's definitely gonna be brought up next contract CBA negotiations, without a doubt. So. I mean, they can go in and change the CBA if they had if they wanted to. Yeah, I don't but, think that's gonna happen. It's not going to. What they could if it's, it becomes that drastic, because <laughs> the one thing you got to think too is you, is you got the Olympics coming up next year. You have the Olympics in uh, twenty two and twenty six, which is great because the Olympics in eighteen were okay for hockey when you would watch Datsuk and Kovalchuk against Germany for the Olympic athletes of Russia, but um, for the other teams, no. no you would say it was just a bunch of. It was a bunch of college players. It was a bunch of guys that don't play in the league anymore. You saw Brian Gianta, for Christ's sakes. He's their captain. Uh, he was their captain, yeah. Canada, a, bu- a bunch of guys that don't, didn't play in the league anymore. They're mm-hmm. like junior teams or whatever, or they played overseas right. and they're just from Canada. Right. But yeah. I cannot wait to see Joel Farabee on that USA roster. Might happen. Might happen. You never know. Will Carter Hart be on the roster? Eh, I think it maybe he's too young for that. Maybe then that. Maybe when he gets closer towards his prime, I think. Maybe because I, 
maybe maybe third string it just depends on how everything goes because there's just two good goalies from canada you know it's going to be price and hellebuck hellebuck isn't hellebuck an american i think hellebuck's american i think he is yeah yeah he is right so he'll be usa probably yeah and the he... other usa goalie is that's tough because because you don't have Ryan Miller anymore. Plus, he was old regardless. But like, who's the other like really good USA goal? Like, maybe you can. Could you go Thatcher Demko, possibly, or do you think he's really hasn't? Because I, I don't like. I can't think of any USA goaltender right now for some reason besides Hellebuck. Like, it's it's just not popping into my brain. Bennington? No. Nah. Wow, massive brain fart. Uh, Kemper? Is Kemper? No. Can't remember. Let's see. Like, uh, all the top NHL, goalies are from different USA, goal, USA goalies. Let's see who play in the league right now. That's giving me the list of active American goaltenders. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Ryan Miller, he's retired. Jonathan Quick, he's probably on the backstage of his career. Craig Anderson, no. John Gibson, he'll probably be one of those guys. It'll be Gibson. G- Gibson and Hellebuck. And Hellebuck, there you go. <laughs> Maybe you could throw Jack Campbell in there as a third string with Thatcher Demko. We're honest. Yeah. And, and not, not Nadelkovich, he's too young. Yeah, de- yeah, most likely, if you're looking at a team camp. Yo, Connor Delia and Anthony Stolars. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, God. That sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Well, it is five of 11 on the East Coast. We've been doing this for almost 55 minutes. So I think it's the proper time to end this podcast. So we've given you our predictions for the Stanley Cup finals. Chris has gone Tampa Bay, I choose Montreal. So we both probably just jinxed these teams and no one's going to win the Stanley Cup. It's going to be Gary Batman. He's going to win the Stanley Cup. He's going to win the Conn Smythe. Everything. <laughs> we talked about some Dave Hackstall stuff and it was a very fun time. Very late. I'm sure both of us are very tired. So we're going to end this thing. So without further ado, everyone, don't forget to check us out. Separate YouTube channels, separate Twitter accounts, TTP Sports for me on Twitter, on YouTube, and Twitter, it's Amadeo Gracia 98. For Chris, his YouTube is Flyers Fan Mania 93, and Twitter is underscore Chris Mayer. For Painted Lines, everything, all those links will be in the description below. Sub at the Painted Lines, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can find them at. So thank you everyone for joining this late edition of the Florida podcast. Let's enjoy the Stanley cup tomorrow finals tomorrow. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun matchup. Let's have some fun watching these games and let's not get too overly emotional, but you know, I like chaos. So I'm going to get overly emotional because why not? But hey, thank you everyone for joining this podcast and we will see you next time.